Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. All right, back check this podcast, and today we are going to have a look at the events of the weekend and the Reno Reset, the Mises Takeover come to fruition, and just kind of look at a little bit of the aftermath, fallout of that, whatever you want to call it. Um, Off the top, for what it's worth, I was a... Mises Caucus supporter and member for, I don't know, for a while, since uh, August of 2020, uh, up until January, February of this year. Um, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't think the Mises Caucus was racist or a bunch of bigots or anything like that. And anybody who listens to my show regularly enough, or especially if you listen to the morning show that I do, uh, you know, I'm pretty racist and bigoted myself, so obviously I don't have a problem with any of that. That's a joke for anybody who's new. It just, uh, it just kind of became something that I didn't see the uh, overarching utility of effectively. When when looking at things on a national level and, and a lot of the like the big goals of the Libertarian Party uh, or of the Mises Caucus for the Libertarian Party, it just it's uh, pissing in the wind and talking about how nice the rain is. Like it, you're not they're not going to accomplish anything. Uh, not not in the current iteration of things especially when you got to go and look at the 2020 election and the way all that played out and uh what happened with the great fortification and and everything there so uh, third party politics is fun on a on a local extremely local level and that's where you can actually have positive impact with it but the national platform stuff is sort of useless and especially when you look at like the libertarian party and the regime libertarians and how hard they were fighting against the Mises folks in where was it Um, Massachusetts Delaware Pennsylvania um, like all of these different states where there were full-on coups being staged to uh eject duly elected members of the party 
uh, dues-paying members of the party. Like, when you're being fought against that hard, how do you expect to have wide-scale national uh, recognition and be taken seriously and, and make a change when you're dealing with that on, like, state levels? So, anyway, with all of that being said, I am very happy that the Mises Caucus took over. I've been saying that forever. Then I wanted to see that happen. I viewed the Mises Caucus as the libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party. Um, this is all good. Very good things. And I'm still a libertarian to whatever extent. I, I mean, you can say whatever you want about uh, me leaving the Mises Caucus itself. I'm still a dues-paying member to my state party and also to national. So, I mean, I support the cause that I would like to see make positive change. But I also kind of look at the practicality of it and will not invest a whole lot of my time to it. I see the opportunity for, especially here in uh, in Indiana, and, and even if you're in Kentucky, but for me now, currently in Indiana, um, utilizing a Republican supermajority and using the GOP in this area to run on a local election and and then to be able to push liberty ideas through that is a lot more practical um, than trying to utilize the Libertarian Party for that. And like I said, I'm still a dues-paying member of the Indiana State Party. And I love the Indiana Libertarian Party. I think that of the states that I've kind of paid attention to, Indiana's doing it right in the way that they use the party to influence politics. So, you know, there, there, are, there are things that, keep me involved because I do see the, the utility of it on this level, but at the national level, I just don't see it. So anyway, Mises wins. Hoorah. Uh, racism, misogyny, and bigotry will all now run rampant across the face of the Libertarian Party as far as reason and the Southern Poverty Law Center are concerned. Speaking of which, that's what we're going to start with today. For those who are watching, here it is, the Southern Poverty Law Center Mises Caucus. Could it sway the Libertarian Party to the hard right? Uh, so members of the Libertarian Party are concerned about the Mises Caucus winning control of the party at the May 26th National Convention, ushering in an era of collaboration between the U.S.'s largest third party and the hard right movement inside the Republican Party. Let me tell you, I've had a look at the Mises Caucus, and from pretty close up, it's not the Republican Party, not even remotely close. Uh, So the concern that the Southern Poverty Law Center has here is a collaboration between the Libertarian Party and hard right wing of the Republican Party would stop the Libertarian Party from stealing votes 
from Trump if he were to to win again. So, so having a strong third party that works in unison with the Republicans would be a bad thing because it would ultimately result in a collaboration that keeps the Democrats out of power. Sounds like a really bad thing to me. But the thing is, this isn't the fact of the matter. Like most of the Mises caucus, um, while they see the utility of right-leaning politics, they don't particularly want a whole lot to do with the GOP itself. So, you know, it's, you, it's a hard sell for me that you're going to tell me that the Mises caucus takes over the Libertarian Party and now the Libertarian Party swings hard right and just becomes a bunch of Republican supporters. And then it's, it's pretty tone deaf, honestly, for, because the people who write these articles have absolutely no connection to it and, and don't pay attention to, to anything other than whatever the Beltway lunatics are screeching about. Um, oh, fuck, they even mentioned Ashley Shade, the former chair of Massachusetts, resigned her post after her state party expelled Mises caucus members over claims of harassment, uh, harassment and demands to hold an early convention. Shade, who is trans, asserted in an April 10th Facebook post that Mises caucus bigotry and harassment had prompted her recent absence from social media. Uh, they staged a coup. They expelled members without due process. They did all kinds of shady shit like this. I love these articles because they're so like divorced from the reality. It's, it's almost like the libertarian party under Prague leadership was just a controlled op being run by a bunch of people out of Washington. <clears throat> Crazy, huh? Oh man, they called Hudak. Jesus. I had not looked at this article nearly hard enough. Um, we're going to pop back out of that. All right. So for anybody who, I, I don't know that I have a, a much of a listenership that's either non-Mises or anti-Mises, just because if you're listening to me, I'm pretty right-wing anyway. Um, you might even think that uh, the Mises caucus doesn't go far enough on some stuff. So you're, you're probably not coming to my show if you're a, a leftist or a more praggy type, but who knows? Uh, none of y'all talk to me. So uh, other than Sam and Trey, thank you, Sam and Trey for watching the show and, and giving me feedback, Sean as well. I think that's it. Those are the three who I get the most feedback from all the other uh, 50 or so of you. You could, you know, shoot me a message once in a while. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know if you are a praggy type. And so we can talk about some of that kind of stuff because I, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I'm not good at approaching things from the left. Uh, I just, my brain isn't wired that way. So anyway, uh, looking at this Mises party or Mises caucus takeover, like it's been portrayed as this bigotry, hatred, uh, racism, homophobia, uh, anti-Semitism. <laughs> Have they not seen uh, Maj Teray and Eric July and Zuby and the huge contingency of women who are actually involved with the Mises caucus? I, 
what's her name from Reason? Um, shoot. It's the three-name chick. Uh, now I feel bad because I was just working on some clips of an interview she did. Uh, anyway. She had posted a thing that talked about how the Mises Caucus was trying to capture the energy of like young males in the uh, like podcast and and comedy community and stuff, and that that's a problem. Like, okay, like the only reason you would think that's a problem is if you only read that and you think that that's a hundred percent of the people who are involved, and you completely ignore the droves of women who are actually a part of this, all of the black people who are part of this, all of the gay people who are part of this like it, it's the Mises caucus is being painted in the same light that the GOP is typically painted in by the left same tactics same strategy same game plan makes you wonder who's actually in charge of all that praggy bullshit Elizabeth Nolan Brown that's the chick it always comes back to me eventually. Uh, so, speaking of Elizabeth Nolan Brown and, and Reason, uh, I'm not going to pull it up for the stream. There's a an article in Reason that talks about Angela McCardle winning uh, the chair and and the Mises Caucus taking over, and it it definitely paints it in a negative light, which which just further emphasizes the like Reason Cato. This is all controlled opposition. These, the people who are running this stuff, and that is not to say every single one of them. That there are good contributors at both Reason and Cato. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that entirely, but as a whole, they pretty much fucking suck. And they are like, for all the jokes that the Libertarian Party was controlled opposition and being run by feds and all of this for, for, for years and years. Um, what you've seen in the wake of the Mises takeover is a lot of those tactics that the feds and, and uh, like these ops tend to use, they're using the same shit to attack the Mises caucus. Like really makes you kind of question who's been running this shit for the past 30 years. There's a reason Rothbard kind of abandoned the Libertarian Party. There's a reason you've got people like Hoppe and Lou Rockwell who view the, have, have viewed the party as a joke for a number of years. Um, there's nothing but good that can come from the Mises takeover. But the thing that's come here in the aftermath that I really wanted to address and kind of talk about is this whole post-libertarian rift thing and, and uh, I've had Pete on the show to talk about it I've had Matt on the show not to talk about this in particular but we talked about uh, like the new right and, and this new era of the Yarvin-esque GOP and stuff like that and, uh, and I've had conversations with Matt outside of out of that, uh, the same with Pete, you know, with Buck, with Mark Clare, like a lot of the like the big names who are kind of the uh, 
the ones that get the Jack Lloyds and whoever all worked up and talking shit and, and going crazy. Uh, Andrew from Popular Liberty, like with the with his GOP Mises caucus. Though Bishop. The strategy that they're using, like, there's all this. Let me back up. I'm, I'm kind of stammering around a little bit. I'm going to kind of take a drink of my coffee, get a hard reset, and I'm going to tackle it head on. Um, all right. So Dan Smoth put out a poll that said, you know, which is more cringy, the, uh, the Prags, rage quitting after the Mises caucus takeover or the post-libertarians rage quitting before the Mises caucus completed its takeover. I wasn't aware that any post-libertarians rage quit. If I'm wrong, please show me the receipts of where I'm wrong. But I don't recall Pete rage quitting. I don't recall Mark or Matt or Tho or Buck or myself, Mark Metz, like any of the people who have been kind of lumped into this post-libertarian thing. Nobody rage quit. Everybody was just like, really see the utility of this as a long-term solution. There are things that you can do right now to have a greater impact in your own personal life and in your own personal community that benefits you more than pouring money into a caucus that's hopefully going to take over the largest third party in the country that accounts for less than 10% of the vote and 4% on a good year, if we're being honest. Um, I can, I can invest that money into my own life, my own, uh, my own endeavors to remove myself from a dependence on the system. I can invest that money into doing something locally with politics in my area that will have a greater impact on me both short-term and long-term than dumping money into a caucus to hopefully take over a party to hopefully put a candidate on the presidential ticket in 2024 to hopefully get that candidate on the debate stage to hopefully spread a message. Because at the end of the day, that's it. That's the goal. The goal is to dump millions of dollars into trying to spread a message. And the argument that's been made from the post-libertarians is, or you can reinvest that money into yourself and into your community and get the change that you want for yourself locally right now. 
without the hope, with almost the assurance. Like, I don't remember seeing anybody just get pissed off and rage quit. Um, anytime people levied some modicum of critique of the Mises Caucus, of that idea of dumping millions of dollars into spreading a message some point in the future. There was always incredibly rage-filled pushback against that. Name-calling and what have you. And did the people who were being attacked uh, respond in kind? Yeah. Can I blame them? Oh, I, I am a incredibly small fish in an already incredibly small pond. So my opinion doesn't really fucking matter. Maybe it does to the 50 of you, but generally speaking, you know, to the rest of this community, it doesn't. So I stayed out of it. But a big part of the reason why I kind of, and to be fair, to be really, really, really fair, when it all first started to play out with this whole post-libertarian thing, it's like, man, these guys are wrong. The Mises Caucus is the way to go. We are going to change hearts and minds. Like, I was, I was all in. And then as they made their points and the only counter that was given was to just throw a fit and call them names, call them statists over and over again. Number one, it really made me kind of look at the, to, at some of that loud retard contingent of the, the Mises caucus and say, fuck me. They're everything that reason and Southern poverty law center says they are. And at the same time, it kind of made me look at the post-libertarian argument as these guys are actually talking about shit like rationally and reasonably and these other guys are over here screeching because you criticized them. And it was a fair criticism. It was a reasonable, logical criticism. Things that, um, as someone who comes from a mechanical and, and to some extent engineering background, especially being, you know, a decades in, or a decade and a half in management and, and thinking about things in a, like a logical progression of the way you do stuff, like these are questions that people should have been asking. These are these are concerns that people should have been bringing up in the planning phases. Like this is stuff that we're going to run across. Like, and instead of responding with "Ah, it's a fair critique," how can we work together to solve that problem going forward to make this a viable working option? It was 
scream at the clouds and be pissed off because somebody doesn't buy into the dogma of this caucus plan. And that's pretty off-putting, especially for a guy who left the GOP because you either do what they say or you see what they do to outsiders. Really rubbed me the wrong way. And I saw another thing said that anybody who labels themselves as post is uh, as post something is cringe. Like, well, they didn't label themselves that. That wasn't their label. That wasn't like it's the whole reason when I did my episode with Pete. I wanted to not use that word because that's not the word that the post libertarians use to define themselves. I don't know that there is one. Uh, Praxian or uh, realistic are probably the more common words that would be used. Um, like they didn't, they didn't dub themselves that. That was a that was a moniker given to them. I am incredibly happy that the Mises Caucus swept everything. And I will continue to support the individuals who work towards promoting liberty within the system, however that may be. But I, I just, I can't support the caucus itself. It's, it has become its own religion in a similar way to wokeism and leftism and Trumpism. Mecockism. So next time you start screeching at somebody because they gave a mild critique of some obscure plan that may not have been thought all the way through, think. Is this being said in good faith? Or is this just an attack? Because aside from like some very, very specific instances that I'm not gonna bring up because everybody knows what they are. Aside from those very, very specific instances, everything that came from the post libertarians it was a good faith argument. It was a good faith critique of how can this be done better? And it was treated with vicious attack sentiments. And when you treat everything, every critique like that, you're going to push the smartest people away. Like the people who actually are capable of logical progression and and really in-depth analysis of a situation they're not going to hang around and get yelled at and i'm not saying the meekhawks are dumb but you should really be taking seriously the people who make good faith arguments and critiques 
because that's all I've seen. Hope everybody has a good rest of your day, a great rest of your week. I will be back next week with... I'm not going to say it. I think my plan works out. Monday will be extra spicy. So tune in. In the meantime, have a great weekend.